Hey, podcast listeners, Mackenzie here. I wanted to personally thank you for listening and being a part of our community. We couldn't do this show without you. As we shape the next series of the Living Centered Podcast, I wanted to invite you specifically to help us out. We want to hear from you. We're currently in the process of curating a series all around exploring the relationships that make up our lives. Together with various experts, clinicians, and on-site alum, we'll explore the nuances, intricacies, and impact of the relationships within which we all exist. From families of origin to friendships, dating, working relationships, and beyond. We hope to host conversations with guests who bring a definitive and unique perspective. This is where you come in. We want to know your pressing relationship questions. You can submit your questions to podcast at experienceonsite.com and you might just hear an answer on our next series. Welcome to the Living Centered Podcast, where we enter into honest conversations about pursuing a more centered life rediscovering, reclaiming, and rooting in to who we truly are. Hey friends, thanks for joining us for a bonus episode of the Living Centered Podcast. Lindsay and I decided that we would bring you an episode to talk about what a lot of us are experiencing and feeling right now. The world feels really heavy. A lot of us feel overwhelmed. I know that I've been feeling really helpless. I think just so much of the last two years have worn me down emotionally, and we were all hoping for a reprieve, and that's not what we're currently experiencing. So we just sat down for a vulnerable conversation about the struggle and the tension that we've been feeling, some of the practices and rhythms that have been helping us stay grounded and present, uh, informed, without becoming consumed by what's going on in the world around us. So... Yeah, I just really hope that this conversation meets you where you're at. And most of all, I hope you're reminded that you are not alone. We don't have all the answers, but we want to remind you that you're not alone today. So if you're feeling helpless or a little bit overwhelmed, you are in good company. And together, we are going to regain agency and pursue emotional wellness. I am so grateful to be on this journey with each and every one of you. Well, Lindsay we thought we would do a special bonus episode, kind of talking about where a lot of us, I would dare to say most of us are right now. Yeah, the world's feeling a little heavy. Yeah, I'm feeling overwhelmed. Exhausted. Tired. (laughs) Like, it just feels like it's one thing after another. Mm -hmm. I mean, did you see the news article about the spiders that are coming to the East Coast that are like the size of your palm and dropping from the sky? (laughs) No, why are you adding to it for me? I didn't know this. (laughs) Well, I just think it's things like that that you're just kind of like, oh, it's just one more thing. It feels a little bit like plague-like. You know, the stuff in Russia is so scary. Very scary. The stuff with Russia is so scary, I should say. So what do we do with it all? We're wondering how we process the state of the world in a healthy way. Yeah. And, I mean, the sad reality of it is that our jobs, a lot of them are not stopping. Mm -hmm. Our personal duties aren't stopping. And so our lives kind of keep going on. But they feel amped up. Mm -hmm. And so I think the two of us just wanted to talk about, like, what are things practically that we can do to support our emotional health during this time? Yeah, because I think... 
I realized a couple of weeks ago, I kind of came to this moment and realized, okay, life is still going on. The demands on me are not going away. They're probably increasing, um, especially as the world starts to open up and it feels safer to go out. I think a lot of us were looking to take a deep breath. And again, instead, it just felt like, okay, there's actually more. The world is literally on the brink of war. And so what do I do with that? Because my capacity is what it is. And I'm, I just realized I wasn't taking care of myself. Yeah. I wasn't showing up for myself. I was showing up for other people and doing the bare minimum. Uh, I felt like, okay, if I can show up for my daughter and get her to sleep by 7, 15 p.m., and then I was just crashing. Yeah. But I wasn't showing up for myself. I wasn't showing up for my partner. I wasn't showing up for my friends or my external community. It was just really shrinking. So I think, yeah, we were, we have been having these conversations at work and thought we would bring it here. So what are some of the things? I think the first thing for me that I've seen in my own life is limiting my consumption. Yes. And we talk about that a lot at Onsite, but what does that actually practically look like? Yes. Yeah. It's news consumption. Yes. I feel like it's hard because it's like we all want to stay abreast of what's going on mm-hmm. and informed, but it really, for me, what I've had to do is kind of narrow down where I'm getting my news yep. and when I'm getting it. And so that I do feel educated, informed about what's going on. I've chosen a news source that doesn't feel polarizing or yeah. politicized. Yep. And that it just feels like, hey, this is what's going on. And that has been a real gift to me because I don't feel as um, emotionally engaged with the news. Yep. It- yeah. That's a good way to put that. I think for me, it's really helped me to we talk a lot about practices on this podcast. And so building in media consumption in the same way that I would building in rest or moving my body, like there's a time, there's a start and an end to it. And there's a space that I go and a particular news source that I listen to. I have a couple that I look into. And so instead of just scrolling all day and seeing like the constant feed of information, there's nothing new. I go at the beginning of the day and the end of the day to check in and it's built into my daily rhythm rather than it just being an all day consumption. That's great. Yeah. Besides media consumption, one thing that has been helpful for me is just trying to not futurize the problems. Mm, that's good. <laughs> and kind of stay present in today. Like it felt like the news today was around the gas price increase. And while they're considerable, it's easy for me to even catastrophize it even more and imagine well, what's going to happen this summer and what if the gas prices double from where they are today. And it, th- that's just not helpful. Mm-hmm. So it's like staying present into the reality of what's happening today is being really helpful of like, I still have enough to do what I need to do. And yeah. just trying to stay grounded in that instead of um, projecting into an unknown future. Projecting into an unknown future. I I have a tendency, my disposition is to live in the future and so my partner's often saying to me, we don't need to solve invisible problems. Like it's so not. So good. Like Go it kind call. of brings me back to the the present. And I think there's there's a time and a place to be planning and looking in the future. But when we live constantly in the future, then we're missing out on the presence and also robbing ourselves yeah. of peace and groundedness right here. One of the things that's been really hard for me is I feel really helpless in a lot of this because I think COVID made me feel really helpless. And then... Uh, the everything that's happening in the Ukraine is making me feel really helpless. One of the things that we posted on social media a few weeks ago on site did was journaling um, to move from feeling helpless to having agency. And we talked about what's what is an action that you can take. And 
Uh, it was journaling five small things you can do to impact change. And so I kind of thought through that, like, what are some of those five things and what have I done in the last couple of weeks? One was supporting refugees. Um, I made a financial donation to like make me feel like, okay, where are my resources that I have right now and how can I put that towards solving a problem and researching where my money is going and my donations, educating myself, like we talked about, being wise around that. And then these are really small things, but rest is a way that I can do a big impact because I have places to show up. I have things to do. I have a job that has impact. And so if I'm not rested and coming from a place of rest, then I'm not going to, you know, do my best work. And something that's become really helpful for me in the last two years is I give blood on a really consistent basis. It's a really small thing that I do. And there's so much need for but that right now. Yeah, we're in a blood shortage. And I know that it gives a big impact. I know that I save a life every time I do it. And I, as someone whose life was saved by blood a couple of years ago, I that's a small thing that I can do. And so those are some of the small impactful things. And then we said, okay, journal those out and choose to do one today. I love so, that. Yeah. I, one of the brilliant clinicians that we've gotten to work with, Cindy Westcott, uh, talked about the idea of existential despair. Yeah. And it's the idea that the world just seems hopeless. Yeah. And one of the things that she said combats that is just the reconnecting to the things that you can change yeah. and becoming aware of the things that you can do. And that that sort of does give you back that agency or that sense of control when the mm -hmm. world feels out of control. And so that is such a great way for you to begin to take control back and to feel more peace yeah. around. I mean, because I think that part of that is this restless energy of like, it is, the world seems out of control and there's nothing I can do about it. And these are it. really big problems that are outside of my small Sphere. impact on the world. Yeah. yeah. But you just rattled off several things that we can do. Yeah. And so there there are things that we can do. And I think mm -hmm. that the I love following the good news yes. movement. It's just the idea that there are still great things happening in the world and that there's so much good. We just have to keep an eye out for it. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's important for us to have an eye towards that in the same way we have an eye towards all of the death and destruction that are happening. Yeah. What is that quote, like, whatever you're looking for, you'll find it? Like, when you start to look for hope in the world, I think you'll see that. Um, is that the right quote? I love it. I don't know if that's if that's a thing. You hear, heard it here first. Yes. Mackenzie Vote. Mackenzie Vote. It's me. I think another thing is we often talk about um, feeling safe and how important safety is to be able to do emotional work. But it's also important in um, acting out our everyday lives. And so one of the, the suggestions that we had on this social post that um, our team put out was how to go from feeling unsafe because a lot of what's going on right now makes us feel unsafe. Yeah. And, and a word scary. we would use would be activated or um, triggered yeah. or just emotionally unsteady charged. and charged. Would be to move into safety. Um, and a simple practice is making a list of people who've made us feel safe. Mm. People in spaces that have made us feel safe and then moving into connection and reaching out to those people. And so I don't know, I know I, that's something that I did this week. I was feeling really alone and isolated. And so I fired up Marco Polo and I poloed a friend I haven't talked to in a while and just, I didn't come to her and say, hey, I'm feeling unsafe and emotionally activated. I just said, hey, we haven't talked in a while. What's going on in your world? Um, and kind of bringing me back I to the presence. So. so good. Yeah. What are some of the other things that have been helping you in this season, Lindsay? Rest. Rest. Yeah, it's, it's hard to come by. And it is a little. I have a young son, and 
So the nice thing is it's putting me to bed really early. Yeah. Because <laughs> I go down when he goes down. Um, but I, we were saying before we hopped on that both of us have been having weird dreams in this season. Yeah. You and I both have. And I usually am not much of a dreamer in my sleep. So, but I do think really trying to protect my sleep time and mm-hmm. not when I wake up restless in the middle of the night, not pulling out my phone. Yeah. Maybe choosing a book, things like that, just to try to have as me- much rest as I can have going into the day. Do you do meditations ever? I, want, I like the idea of them. I want to be better at them. I've always wanted to be better at them. And Orion at, on our team says that mindfulness is just paying attention to something you didn't before. So that always feels really like disarming Lovely. to me. Yeah. Um, but I've started doing Peloton. Oh, I, yeah. I, I have a Peloton app. And the Peloton meditations, there's a ton of sleep ones. And so I just like turn it on. And for a while, I was listening to them and falling asleep before they ended. And I felt like, oh, my gosh, like it was like a check mark on my sleep. But now I'm doing these meditations. And sometimes they finish before I've fallen asleep. And so it's giving myself the grace of like, hey, I'm intentionally seeking rest even if I haven't fallen asleep yet. But Yeah. I love calm sleep stories. You do, Yeah, you do that, the calm yeah. sleep stories. But I guess they are kind of meditations. Yeah. But they really just feel Turn like they're like brain. lullabies, like word lullabies. They just – it's so weird that somebody's telling you a story and you don't ever hear the end of it. But that's winning. <laughs> yeah. If you fall asleep before the end, yeah. do you ever start some of them over so you can't get – yeah, but then I still don't. It's like I've heard the beginning 15 <laughs> times of the good ones, <laughs> and then I have no idea what happens. That's awesome. So, yeah, but sleep is really helpful. Yeah. I think also being aware of, like, food intake Yeah, and making, like, as good of choices as I can and make sure I'm not coping through food mm-hmm. uh, when I feel stressed is helpful. And then when we're having nice days, we're in that funny is it spring or is it not spring yeah. in Nashville? But trying to get outside when the weather is nice because mm-hmm. I have that is the biggest lifter for me. Yeah. Is the, the sunshine, sunshine, being outside, being in nature, yeah. connecting to nature just reminds me of like how big the world is mm-hmm. and how long things last. And it just think makes problems seem smaller, which is great. That's really good. And then I also, uh, on Sunday, reconnected with my spiritual practice. I went to an Episcopal church service, and that was so lovely. Um, went to a service that where they talked a lot about what was going on in the world, but mm-hmm. even having it be framed was really great. I love that. Helpful. So good. Movement has been another thing that's been really good for me. I know I can track my days and know yeah. when I get out and intentionally move my body. That's one of the goals I have this year is to intentionally move my body. And that doesn't look like working out. It could look like a walk. It could look like dancing in the kitchen with my daughter. And a big part of that is just choosing to be present. It's a way for me to like get into my body and be present right here, right now. Um, and I think that's one of the ways if you're feeling helpless and feeling like the world is too big is to be present where you are. Yeah. I think that has a tremendous impact on the world that we're living in, that we need more people who are being present exactly where they're at. So, yeah. We hope, I hope this conversation has been enlightening and helpful for you. Yeah, maybe at least we don't all feel so alone in it. Yeah. Like, I think even just the acknowledgement that there's a lot going on in the world. We were ready for a reprieve, and it's mm-hmm. not here, and that's hard and crappy, and 
then sort of starting to turn the corner into what are the things that we can do to take back some of the control and to own our own emotional health. Yeah. The last thing I want to just encourage you to this week is to be kind. Be kind to ourselves in this time. Um, I know we listed off a lot of things you can do. So if you are like me and get into a striver mentality of like, I need to do more and I'm to fall as to why I'm feeling overwhelmed, we just want to remind you to be kind to yourself. Um, Our friend Morgan Harper Nichols posted something today on Instagram. So I wrote it down so that I could share it with you because I felt like it was a really beautiful way to end this conversation. Um, She just said, give yourself permission to not have it all figured out at once, not have to be everything to everyone, to take the time you need to rest, give yourself permission to add your own health and well-being to the list of things you care about, and give yourself permission to feel deeply and pace yourself through what you are feeling. 